Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It is the Strawberry Alarm Clock on F104. Good morning. She's going to be stronger Hello. than you ever thought she was. Stronger. It's like stronger, but she's so strong she doesn't even need to say the full word. Alright. Hello there. So we're having a look at all the things about all the things. Uh, Ronan Glenn there talking about it's not the time for uh, communion parties and house parties. Just two weeks left to avoid new lockdown measures. The rest of the country is catching up with us stinking smelly Dublins. It looks like that, yeah. Covid second coming. Ireland is now being hit by a second deadly wave of Covid-19, a virus expert warned yesterday. In fairness now, this isn't a surprise. Everyone said this would happen. And uh, in the history of these viruses, the second wave is usually worse than the first one. But you'd imagine it with everybody masked up and washing more their hands aware. a bit more. Yeah, that more hopefully aware. that won't be the case. But uh, Professor Sam McConkie said it was like having a larger, a large tiger in your home, which will come back and bite you. Yeah, you wouldn't need a good tiger alone in your home. So you can't do that with this. So what happens with communions? Uh, so I, I've got a communion coming up actually next month. I Basically don't, don't have a gazebo in your back garden with the whole road around. That's oh, what, no, that's what they're that. saying. Well, they, I know you wouldn't. So the thing is going to be there's no grandparents, no siblings. It's just... Yeah, it's, the, one, the, it's one visitor in your garden at the moment. But it's the two parents one. and the kid, right? Just postpone it. Well, I th- I'd imagine it, will, it might be postponed. But like, I mean, we're all asked to be... You know, there's going to be 50, par- 50 sets of parents and 50 kids or more standing in the one room I'm yeah. not too sure about that look with a bit of luck by next summer this will have died off we can move on with our lives we won't forget and all the things that you should have had this year will happen well the um, the scientists that the government had given them advice yesterday one of them said this won't be uh, this will be around for a very very long time even if they do find a vaccine so um, thinking that it might be gone by the next the middle of next summer is I'd love if that happens, but it's not what they're they're predicting. Unfortunately, uh, we have to try and carry on living with it. Paul Messler says the hardest thing about all of the success he's had over the last few months is that the fact that he can't share the big moments with his family right now. He's uh, based in London, so he's been away from his sister, his dad, his ma. His ma's called Dervla. His dad's ah, called Paul. Dervla, well done, Dervla. Paul Senior. That's been the hardest thing uh, because those massive changes have been on his uh, in his life. A pest control provider has reported a massive surge in uh, call-outs for bed bugs, mosquitoes, midges and fleas last month. Compared with July, there's an awful lot, of, a lot more bugs knocking around this weather. Bugs, the bugs. That's the, the bugs. good thing about the cold weather, though. When it comes, it'll kill them all off. Uh, a postman was attacked in Jobstown yesterday, and his van uh, was taken. Parcels were taken, 
and the postman ended up in hospital. And uh, I'm not sure if it's been widely shared around this morning, but uh, as far as I know, a bit like the buses, when the buses get bricked in certain parts of Dublin, they stop going. So the community there gets punished on the behaviour of a few people. Yeah. So it can happen with uh, parcels, that they stop delivering parcels to areas if people like, well, like you that are going to be attacked. Well, you risk your life for that, are you? So uh, postman doing his job yesterday ended up in hospital. A Kerry teenager is facing two charges following alleged harassment of former Arsenal and England footballer Ian Wright, Patrick O'Brien. He's 18 from Tralee, appeared in the local district court yesterday. Um, the charges relate to alleged incidents where she occurred in May when Mr. Wright posted the abusive messages that he received on his Twitter account, resulting in widespread condemnation. So they found him. Oh, it was scarlet for us. I know it's, it's one individual, but like people love Ian Wright and the fact that if someone from Ireland was doing that, it was embarrassing. But at yeah. least he was caught, you know, because we don't probably do enough about social media crime in this country. Compared to the UK. But it's the, it's the anonymity, isn't it? Did he use his real name, this guy? I haven't a clue. But people, like, this, uh, this is what they say about trolls. They don't think that people would actually say, that, they wouldn't go up to Ian Wright and say those things in real life. You know, he'd take the head off him. Well, he probably wouldn't because he's a gentleman, but he could. Like, I saw a post recently about Michael D. Hayden's dog passing away, and somebody left a comment on this post, and it was horrible. It was horrific about hoping horrible things happen to Michael D. The only outlet Muppets have is behind the little phone keypad. That's the noise they make when they wake up in the morning. I hate the world. Don't be one of those That's people. That's the noise of them, isn't it? Who do you think you are putting the successful thing on Instagram? And it's all to play for this Christmas. Here's better news, right? Here's something to look Losers! forward to. Losers! Let's have something to look forward to, right? Like, Tell us something you're looking forward to, Nobby. What's something you're looking forward to? Uh, looking forward to... Um, well, if you're a gamer, I'll, just, you, I'll come back to you. Don't put yourself under just, pressure. Just a simple drink somewhere that I like, that I used to like to go. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. The PS5 is coming. Yeah. The PS5 and the Xbox Series X go head to head. It could be Series 10. I don't know. It could be an iPhone thing. I'd go for the PlayStation. They're doing it longer. I don't know. The Xbox is going crack. Well, we're one of each then. Both Sony's PlayStation 5 and Microsoft's Xbox Series X gaming consoles are available to pre-order but which one will pr- players prefer available to pre-order if you get on the pre-order list which is the which is the most popular with gamers I think is Xbox more gamers uh, I don't know it's like Android versus iPhone it really is you're either one or the other well, maybe, maybe you're both but there's sure a thing in the uh, tw- page 24 of the Irish Daily Star today if you're trying to decide which one to go for they have them um, they have them comparisons so um, the data transfer speeds the PlayStation 5 would be 8 to 9 gigabyte, gigabytes compressed. Um, the Xbox would be 4.8. Mm. The mm. price is exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> I'm here in my Do you know that my Xbox has <laughs> a better sensor than yours? Well, on that note, the Samsung Galaxy, the Fold, yeah, oh, sorry, the, sorry, 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 Brian, sorry, the Huawei uh, folding out phone. <laughs> it's a triumph, right? The Huawei Mate XS or 10 right, Mate. Saying, it's 2,000 an 80 euro and 3 mobile 2080 but it does fold up yeah and you think they'd round it down at the Crossy was uh, raving about the Huawei headphones yeah and uh, here's the little thing you know the little they, they charge up in the little box yeah and he watched the bake off the other night and another program came on because he had the headphones and he said it was like it was like he was in the cinema <laughs> he ended up he was going to go to bed after the bake off because he gets up so early uh, but because these headphones were in he uh he ended up staying up till about half past midnight. So even those now make you binge, spend more time on digital stuff. Oh yeah, because it's like surround sound in your head. 
Xbox best with Game Pass. Best deal in gaming. Okay. Uh, says. Sounds like a professional. Our qualified game expert, Carl. Nice okay, one, Carl. Thanks, Carl. It's F104. It's Thursday. Good morning. There's a story this morning, right? It ended up in the WRC. So when you have a fallen out row with your employer, you might end up there someday. Clamp and Company. The deal with the clampers was they would sp- so let's say we're clampers right you never spot- gonna happen <laughs> I can't even imagine it it's 721 now right so you spot a car that is is at it's, it's, it's raining the clampers are all sitting inside playing cards it's the parking has just ended now right yeah but there's a grace period I think it's 10 minutes right so you get on the phone to me and say how are you knobs uh, come here there's an L uh, Nissan Micra on Pembroke Street Grace is up in 731 yeah well, I'm not going out in the rain I'm a clamper I know but if we were clampers so then what they did was because <laughs> you spotted it oh, you're not allowed take the money the well, commission is it are they on commission they are on commission yeah. yeah so one dude between January and October 2018 clamped two and a half thousand cars and I've worked it down if he works six days a week which probably clampers do and it was a typical shift he was basically clamping at least once an hour, maybe... You get two and a half thousand in a week? No, 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 no. Okay. January to October. Okay, you're right, ten, ten, Ten-ish months. Right, can't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, they do get bonuses for the more cars they clamp. Oh, yeah. So, the way they were doing it, they soon as your grace period was up and it caught you snared rapid, nothing you could do about it. I was tipping you off. But you were doing it to each other. So, the more cars we were clamping, although we... You were the spotter. Stop pointing at me. I'm not a clamper. <laughs> the spotter can't do the clamping in this case. So I tip you off and then another time you tip me off. So we basically work in tandem where we check out grace periods and then we <sighs> we're already waiting to pounce. Well, I knew they were on money the day I was in Marion Square waiting to pick up my missus and it was getting to about five o'clock. It must have been the bit where this is before people had parking tag now. Yeah. So everyone was actually using coins, right? And this van appeared and they jumped out military style and they ran down the road like about 10 of them <laughs> they ju- like they came out of the back pounce, of a van pounce, pounce, so they, pounce. So like, like a military operation you'd see lads like jumping out of a plane They and they ran here's one here's one and, I could, and they couldn't get me because I was sitting in the car is that the deal you can't get me if I'm sitting in the car you can can't you? no but I you, I don't know if they have the power to say to you here move on there buddy if I just say who are you if someone told me I'll refer you to my song <laughs> are we clampers or are we where's, muppets where's your guard ID and come back to me uh, then I'll move but um, basically the, the guy's defence was okay I'm getting some money out of the bonuses that's all you know part of my job Yeah. but the company's making more money because you're clamping more cars what is the issue but they didn't like it so if you ever thought of those little conspiracy theories that they can work together if you're a clamper if you're a former clamper because we're talking about former they businesses can. and you flipped you, to the good side you, you got out of it okay you, you said <laughs> this isn't for me I'm not a complete whew. What's the story? What what kind of what what kind of scams? I know there? a former clamber. Yeah. Now he didn't flip. He retired. He's nice. I've had chats with him. He's nice. Yeah, because he's never clamped me. He is a dark soul. <laughs> I know. He's one of those clambers that didn't even have to get out. They just tied some ropes around your wheels and pulled you up onto the back of his truck, and off you went. Yeah, he was one of those lads. He was grand though. Uh, well, uh, now in fairness, 
if a car is blocking traffic, if some muppet just gets up on a double yellow and leaves <laughs> oh, the that's car, different. that's I, different. I, I'm, I'm like, I'd be applauding you. I'd be like, go on, clamper. If you're sitting take in, it away, my friends. If you're sitting in a pain display space yeah, and there's loads of other spaces, you're not holding up anyone else from parking and you're just sitting there for five minutes. Come on, like. We used to call them the bumblebees. What's the road tax for? There's a different uni- different uniforms, different parts of the city. In, in Dunleary, there be the, there was a brown and yellow uniform. Yeah, the local area ones, the I, bumblers, I, we used I, to call them. Are they worse or better? I don't. Oh, know. They're worse. They have a little machine like a label gun. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> I remember the, there was a thing going on for a while where young fellas were grabbing the clampers' notebook off them. I don't. That's not no. nice. I don't know. No, I know. But like once, if 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 if, <laughs> if some young fella grabs their notebook or a digital device, they have to go home. The, then there's no record of your thing all those people can't be fined <laughs> don't do that kids no don't do that kids but the kids were doing it for yeah, a while you should say, screen. you know hashtag just do my job lads you are yeah and in fairness if people are being muppets and causing blockages I'm all for it but like if it's it's that sneaky going around five minutes people grace period getting people who've just had a baby around Hollis Street yeah you guys they're the ones I'm talking about come here to see that golf over mm, there it's my job here see that golf over there yeah Nugent. 7.36, yeah. No, it's raining. I don't I don't leave the office when it's raining. Well, they don't. We'll get to go to Lanzarote next year. Come on. If you see a clamper out in the rain, take a picture. I don't believe it happens. The strawberry alarm clock. We were talking about clampers a few minutes ago. Yeah, there's a clamping service on my job. And uh, how it works is you get four euro for putting the clamp on, five euro for taking it off. That's, okay. That's a full circle gig, isn't it? That's on top of your wages now. My least favourite type of clamper is the one that do, do private car parks like apartments. Oh. And if anyone's ever lived in a in a car park where you're allowed to have one car parking space and you know they come around and they park your your granny when she comes around to visit, oh man, you know what we're talking about, yeah, if that's you. And um, they'll be they'll be high fiving themselves putting the clamp on. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's four years to put it on and five to take it off uh, every time you do it, you would definitely think about it. Um, right, here we go. This is uh, a song, you know, again, and then the sun's out, Jim. It was raining, so does that mean you might see a clamper? You might see, yeah, but with the ground wet, they'd probably be scared they might slip. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> on the streets, they're on a mission to give you a parking fine. They're all scumbags on commission. If your car runs out of time And sometimes I get nervous When I see a van arrive I hate those guys, they've stupid hats I hope they let me go Are they human? Or are they clampers? They have no girlfriends they're sad and old And I'm on my knees Looking for the answer Are they human? Or are they clampers? Clamp Tossers, tools, and muppets They're all worthless and no good Jumped up Johnny Power Trippers They'd clamp a wheelchair if they could Or pregnant women with prams They say they're just doing their job Shut your face, shut your gob 
So Freddie Flintoff was on the one show last night promoting Top Gear. That's where his uh, he forgot to turn his mute off. <laughs> and he told them what fans can expect from this season along with Paddy McGuinness. Well, this time around, we've seen a wall of death here where we got a chance to take cars on the wall of death. We've seen it on a motorbike. We went skiing in Cyprus in cars. Paddy did a zipline in Snowdonia. Top of cars, it's Mr. Nippy, Paddy's big ice cream van bashing through Blackpool. Um, so we, we do all sorts, but we did a wall of death and we, we went in and it was in the Ali Pali and they built it and we had to drive these Cat D cars round it. And you look at it thinking, there's no way a car can get up there. Um, so I probably had this this year was just, just absolutely bonkers, um, but an amazing experience. Bonkers. Can't forget Chris Harris, Jim. No, Chris is uh, he's the, He holds it together He's the only one who can drive Yeah, he's good They give him a terrible time, don't they? Yeah, uh, they have to Because he was one of the hangers. Well, they make runners. him wear jumpers in the desert and everything like, That's just They do cruel. brilliant But it's, it is kind of funny um, The thing where they jumped up When they came up They had the car hanging over the Yeah uh, the, 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 the drop the, down The fjord, whatever it was big Yeah, dam, yeah The big dam thing, yeah And they just let the car out It's unreal I don't know how Yeah, I don't know how pretty Maybe there was some people in that as well But well, I was, I was made uh, Rewind that four times <laughs> It was pretty impressive. So the Little Mix thing is kicking off on Saturday. Um, they, do you remember Simon Cowell brought out X Factor, the bands or something? It was yeah. a rating disaster. 
he did that to apparently make it seem like he had this format first. They're, they reckon the X Factor people are scared, they're nervous, uh, they want this show to be a much better watch. There will still be people auditioning in front of the band, but they have been through it. And then you'll get to support Little Mix on their tour next and year. And they've become a band, so they're looking, for, a band. They're looking for One Direction. But, the, but he didn't come up with this first, because, you know, the, the thing we mentioned yesterday, Hearsay and all that, that was, that yeah, was, was groups. Pop Idol, and it was, yeah, it was, yeah, look, they're all, I suppose, somewhat related, but they just think that uh, they're going to make this a, a nicer experience to watch. Well, Jade from Little Mix has revealed one of the staff members of the production crew thought she was auditioning for the show herself and not actually one of the presenters. <laughs> wow I've heard of that I've heard of like celebrities you know getting locked out of their own stage it and can happen and they walk around the front and they're going sorry you're not getting in you've no tickets it's like no I'm performing I'm the guy <laughs> <laughs> it even happened here once where someone who's worked here for a long time has asked reception who will I say is looking for him <laughs> it can happen and it happened to Jade this day she was very weird one of the one of the staff members when I was walking in thought I was an auditionee for the search and I've never been so embarrassed in my whole life. Wait, what is it? Every time I'm mistaken for a fan sometimes. Yeah. I must what have did, had that look. What did you say? I was like, I was so I had to say like was actually this is my show. My, my name's Jade, I'm in Little Jade. Mix. This is my, this so is my program. And there was people waiting there who were like, you know, auditioning as well. Actually the first day of auditioning. Well I say it's in relation to 7 o'clock BBC One That's happened to a celebrity came in to FN4 one time and whoever was at reception didn't recognise the celebrity he was this person from was a boy band a big a very big boy band very just, big boy just band just the 20 odd year old who was on reception didn't know him which <laughs> is fair enough and who are you? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm here to be interviewed yeah but who are you again? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm uh, it, it was for the older uh, registration upstairs <coughs> I'm uh, Mikey Graham who? <laughs> That is Dish the Dirt, it's F104. And good morning to uh, Ronan Kibblehan from Miss Tobin's class in St. Anne's and Tala. They love our show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Well done. Now, Mike up there now. It's time to uh, wind somebody up. If you want to wind somebody up, let us, let us know. Get in touch with us. Uh, just let us know who you'd like to do. And you might have an idea. If you don't, we can help you with that. 087-6797-104 is the number if you want to wind somebody up. That's what happened with Tommy. Tommy's a man who delivers fish. And we accused him of something that he was innocent of. And he, he took it very well. Hello? Hello, can I speak to Tommy? Speaking. Tommy, how are you doing? It's Larry Graham here from... You were out here this morning? I was, yes. Yeah, what's, what, what's the problem, sir? Well, there's been a complaint made about you from one of the members of staff. Yeah, can you go through what happened? Like, you, you arrived here about half seven this morning, is that right? That's right, Jen. I asked the back store man where would I get a trolley. He said, choose the yeah. door there, go and right, and the fish counts on your left. That's grand, thank you. All right, and can you describe the man that you saw at the door? God, he was a good describing. He's sort of an English accent. We can't really hear you. Are you driving at the moment? I am, yeah. Now, go ahead. I've just pulled in there now. Yeah, I just I couldn't hear you, you know what I mean? So, uh, English accents, and like, was there anything else said between you and that fella? No, no, nothing at all. You didn't mutter something what? to him, did you? No, I didn't mutter nothing. Nothing at all. Not uh. a thing. I said nothing of the sort. For the first of all, I went up to Sorry, could tell me where to get a trolley, please. I muttered nothing to the chap. So you didn't, you, you, you didn't say, it's not my first time at the rodeo, you dozy b****** to him? I never said anything like that. 
Okay, I, I'm going to bring him in on the call. Yeah. His name is his name is Carl. Hello. Yes. Hello. Is this Tommy? It is. Yes. Could you just please repeat what happened this morning, please? I've I've had to report this. It's um it's not something I'd normally do, but I was talking to you this morning, correct? I went in. Right. I asked you where would I get a trolley, and you said through that door. That's correct. Yes, so far. Yes, and you told me where it went. I went in. And just after that, just excuse me, can I interrupt you? Just after that, I heard you as you were going through to talk to that woman. You said, "It's not my first time at the rodeo." You you dozy box. No, I never said anything of the sort. Under your breath, I heard it, and I'm not used to working with that kind of rough talk. Under my heart, I never said anything like that at all. Nothing at all. Carol, are you sure you couldn't be mistaken? Although he was very friendly with the rest of the staff, for some reason, maybe it was because of my accent, I'm not too sure. Maybe he's got a problem with me and my accent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for putting the class here. I said nothing, nothing of the sort. Not my first time at the rodeo, you dozy boy. I've I mean, never said anything like that to anybody. Why would you even think no, that I'm dozy? I never said you were dozy. Sure I never didn't say. I'm not dozy. I like you know, nothing. I don't like being called a dozy. B- I never said nothing of the sort. I you called me a dozy. B- you said it was your first I, time. It wasn't I, your first time at the rodeo. Well, what do you mean by the rodeo, by the way? Hello. I've I've never said anything of the sort. I'm telling you now, with my hand and my heart, I never said a thing like that to you at all this morning. Excuse me, excuse me, fishmonger. If you were at the rodeo, what would you be riding exactly? I couldn't tell you what would you be riding on a rodeo, because I've never said it. Tra- be a horse, Carl. A horse. Like well, that, I want you, you to admit what you did, sir. Oh, why should I admit to something that I didn't do? I never said I no such thing. I you, you said, Oi, oi, limey, why don't you ride a trout tri- at a f***ing rodeo? You I never me. said no such thing. Yes, you did. You know I, what you said. You, you call me a liar. I never said anything. I said, first time here, where do I go? And you tell me where to go. Brought I'll the tell you where to go now, mate. Get back in your f***ing vein and never come back to the <laughs> it again, all right? I could hope so. Wait <laughs> 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 Has he hung up? He's not up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, oh, that's priceless. Damn. Oh, you got him, uh, he's got brilliant. Oh god! Please tell me about that. Oh god! Excuse me. We'll bring Dean in straight away. I think. <laughs> Selling a little. Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, come on, Tommy. Hello? Tommy. Yes. Do you know Dean? Right, lads. This is a funny now. Do you know your good friend, Dean? <laughs> come on, Tommy. There he is. Cheer up, mate. <laughs> Leave Tommy a little bit of time to cool off. Yeah, quite possibly. It's Jim Jim. Hello, Jim Jim. I need to shout. And Nobby. Where's Noddy, by the way? Huh? Noddy. Noddy. Noddy's on his holidays. Okay. He's got a friend called Big Ears. He's, uh, he's, tra- he's traveling around to Toy Town. Bay 104's Instagram with cover in a click. Young driver car insurance specialists. See what you can save. Cover in a click.ie. 10 questions, 60 seconds, 1,000 euro. FM 104's Instagram. Amy's in Smithfield. How are you, Amy? I'm good. How are you? You work Very from good. home. How many months into working from home is it? Um, since. Monday after Paddy's Day. So how many is that? Uh, A lot. A lot, yeah. To answer that, it's definitely six, just over six months. So have you changed uh, up your workspace in that time? Like, did you start in the one spare room, move to the kitchen area? No, I just have a little apartment, so there's not much room to move around. So I'm on the couch and my boyfriend's at the table. Oh, God. And can you hear him doing his work? 
in a, in the one room like oh. I got shushed yesterday and I was like what Shh. are you not allowed to live with somebody else on a work call <laughs> you're moving back and forth back and forth I was like yeah I'm a human well in yeah. fairness <laughs> what she's right to shush you <laughs> I wasn't even saying anything. I'm Team Nobby's missus. It's very, Shh. but yeah, it's very difficult, particularly in a situation like you're describing there, Amy. It is. It's difficult. Have, have you had the, you know, your job isn't any more important than mine conversation yet? Uh, no, I don't think we actually have. Okay, that's good. A lot of couples seem to say that's what you're. What's the name of your fella? Craig. Do you love him? Uh, he'll do. You know, he'll yeah, do. He's all right. You'd want to have your six <laughs> months work from home together. Yeah, we survived that. It sounds, well, if you're in a very happy place still, it sounds like, you know, it's going very well, Amy. Well, it must be. That's the test, isn't it? We haven't killed each other yet. It is the test, yeah. Yeah. If you work and live together, uh, you know, together, all the the things, yeah. Uh, Right. (laughs) Okay. Can I coach on that, Navi? Um, 1,000 euro. Let's try and give you the money. Fab. Could be the second winner, second female winner this week. No messing, no Googling, okay? Cash. I'll try, I'll try. Don't be asking them across the table there. (laughs) <laughs> the game begins in three, two, one. Which chocolate bar slogan is Thank Blank It's Friday? Uh Oh De- god. You've definitely had one of these. Thank Blank It's Friday. It's catchback. Let it go is a big song from what animated Disney movie? Frozen. What nut is used to make marzipan? And almond? The latest version of PlayStation is available soon. What number PlayStation will it be? Five. True or false, Ed Sheeran drank from an ice sculpture of himself. Two. According to the song, what was Molly Malone selling? Apple. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which airline was founded first, Ryanair or EasyJet? Um, Ryanair. When did Prince Harry and Meghan Markle get married? Was it 2017 or 2018? 2018. Who is the architect on Room to Improve? And how many All Ireland medals has Stephen Cluxton won for Dublin? Oh God, uh, eight. Oh, good guess. It's well only, done to AIG. It's only a matter of time. Well done. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. Well, do you know something? Much. Breaking news. No, just if we ever get to play again. Yeah. Uh, AIG, your billboard ad with Sam McGuire saying, Sam, what does it say? Keep Sam at home or Sam stays in Dublin. I don't know if that's real, but it, oh, yeah. I think it is. Is it real? It's brilliant. I, ho- I hope it's real. Sam stays in Dublin. Be like Sam. Is what this is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, you didn't do too badly. I don't know what's going on with the first question lately. It's like three days in a row. The first question has just gone. Yeah, that, that really got me. Hey, Amy, crunchy, have you ever- it's Friday. Uh, have you ever had a crunchy bar? Oh my bar? god, a crunchy. Yeah. Yeah, thank crunchy, it's Friday. When did, oh my god. When did you last have a crunchy? Ages ago. Oh. Here's my... And here's it. my theory. Fun, fun size crunchies are nicer than a crunchy. Why? Because you can have three of them and not feel as bad? I don't know why it is. Maybe it's because it's got reason. chocolate on, the, on either end, you know. Um, <laughs> the other questions that you had a go at this morning. Frozen, almonds was right. It is the PlayStation 5. Ed Sheeran did drink a uh, alcoholic drink from an ice sculpture of his own head in Iceland. He was on tour uh, with Damien Rice, and uh, he, was, he was walking into this he place. He couldn't have been drinking vodka back then. Damien Rice was going. Uh, no, this is in, in Iceland. Oh, easily. Okay. Yeah, he, he got Damien Rice to come and do shows with them. 
and there he was walking in going Damien you know you're the guy who's always inspired me you know you're so down to earth you're so keeping it real he walked in and his crew had an ice sculpture of Ed Sheeran they're all drinking <laughs> off, off his own head keep it real Ed yeah and Damien Ed Rice head. didn't know where to look he was like oh god now Amy Molly Malone I know I panicked okay I panicked. <laughs> apples and oranges <laughs> alive alive oh <laughs> and maybe a banana <laughs> Or even a kiwi. Cockles and muckles. Muscles. Cockles and muckles. <laughs> muckles. <laughs> I haven't even had a coffee yet. So you <laughs> That's have okay. To, you have to give me some time. Ryanair 1984 by Tony Ryan. Uh, 2018 for Megan and Harry. Dermot Bannon. Yeah. And seven All-Irelands. Yeah, Ryanair was formed in 84. EasyJet was 95. So just after it. So Amy, you need to go and get some cockles and muscles and a crunchy. And your, some coffee. That's your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got seven. I'll seven. do that. Seven's all right, Amy. Yeah, I'll take that. Another That's day, you could, another day you could get the money. Thanks for having a go. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Now, it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. With Autobuy. Sell your car the easy way. Instant cash for your car today. Visit autobuy.ie. Joe Wicks is urging people to push through the mental difficulties of the pandemic. It's uh, as the body coach opened up to his Instagram followers about his own personal struggles with mental health. And he says it's vital now more than ever to keep fit and healthy. If you go the opposite way and you wallow in it and you sit on your sofa and you just watch TV and you eat loads of junk food or you turn to drugs and alcohol and you neglect your physical health, your mental health is going to deteriorate even quicker. Benefits like energy as well really does help. You do hear everyone saying that you know if you if you go and exercise you feel better, and it is true. You'll never finish and go. Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Never. People who go swimming seem to rave about it. You know, jumping in the sea. Yeah, I keep seeing people like uh, our shaman Sanjay was in the forty foot yesterday, and he's like, it was kind of warm. Like the Irish Sea can never be kind of warm. Yeah, well, it's definitely taking a turn at the moment. <laughs> Line of Duty fans will be pleased to hear filming for the sixth series is well underway. This, they're, they're, uh, they're banging on about this more than James Bond. Yeah. Martin Compton has been spotted shooting scenes in a very tiny room in Belfast with his signature DS, Steve Arnott. There's a glass wall in the background and some white office walls. Waistcoat on, yeah. And he told us what he loves about the show. Genuinely, job of a lifetime. I mean, I never laugh as much as I do as I am when I'm on line of duty. I mean, some of my closest friends now. It's it's scary to think, and to think we're still going strong. Scary. Look, it's very good. Scary. It is very good. It's just there was so much in the first couple of seasons, especially the first. The budget was blown. Then. I like it. Don't worry about that. Once the story's good. Once the story's good. Alec Baldwin has, uh, has commended Ellen DeGeneres. And tells her to keep moving forward amid the scandal. She's returned for the 18th series of The Ellen Show following a summer investigation into workplace bullying. And Alec, who was a guest on the show, had this to say. One of the most funny and talented people in all of show business. And we all have some patches of white water here, but you keep going. Don't you stop doing what you're doing. He was on an ad on YouTube last night for some app. And it was the first app. Our first ad I fully watched He starts by going Yeah yeah Just skip over this ad Like you do with every other ad <laughs> And his voice is so You just look at him And you can't turn it off Have you heard his podcast? I haven't Oh he's got a great voice He's got a great voice yeah Hi it's Alec Baldwin here You just believe You just believe You're like okay sorry Mr Alex I won't turn it off But the guess he gets They're all his mates And they're like A-lister actors And it's like Hey I'm sitting down today with you. <laughs> Tom Hanks How are you Tom? Yeah <laughs> So hey, Bieber, If you upset my niece I'll break your legs. He's very funny and he's brilliant mimic. He can do all the impersonations so well. I don't well. think anyone does Trump better than him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Very good. Uh, now, another news this morning. Uh, 10 million people watched Des last week. It is on the ITV hub. Can't get that here, but maybe this Virgin Media have plans to show it. Uh, David Tennant, really well received for this job. People said he, he just did a great job. Uh, he's relieved that Dennis isn't around anymore. After he was arrested, one of the things that Dennis Nielsen became obsessed with was the legend of Des, the reputation that he would leave behind. Even in prison, whenever he slipped out of public consciousness, there was almost a sense that he wanted to get back into it. Yeah, they kind of possibly going to believe their own hype and stuff, so, yeah. And Ed Sheeran, you may have heard this on Instagram, Ed Sheeran finished a tour in Iceland at a party where everyone drank vodka from an ice sculpture of himself. He arrived at the party in Reykjavik with Damien Rice, who's his hero. Wrecked the gaff. And James Bay, who was there as well. And there was a statue that he didn't know about of Ed Sheeran and all his crew were drinking drinks off the head of it. Uh, it does sound good, Jim, but think of their songs. Would a Damien Rice, James Bay and Ed Sheeran party if their lyrics were, you know, <laughs> were what they talk about? Would it be the crack? Well, or would they be? Were they not too serious? If you like Ed Sheeran, and you haven't heard Damien Rice, and so you it should. Is. That's where he got it all from. That's, and he says it himself. Like that's he was trying to be Damien Rice. He went to a Damien Rice gig in Whelan's and he was fifteen or something. His dad yeah, brought him over, yeah. and that was his, the spark. He was like, I want to be him. Massive influence. And now he's hanging around with them with ice sculptures in Iceland. Worst ways to spend an evening? We have to ask, you're Zooming us this morning because you yourself are keeping your distance from people at the moment. Is that still the case? Yeah, yeah, working from home. So um, seven hours of video conferences yesterday wasn't the most exciting. But um, but yeah, somebody who I work with um, tested positive for coronavirus. So um, because we were in close contact, it means I have to restrict my movements. And um, that means working from home for the next little while, which is... Not ideal, but um, I'm fine, and those are the rules, so I guess I got to follow them. How's the Wi-Fi? Did you have to reboot the router at any point during the, the calls yesterday? No, no, everything's everything's working okay. Very good. So we've asked listeners to send us in some questions had for a few, you. Uh, had a battery failure in my laptop, but that's because I didn't plug it in. Right, <laughs> we, we've asked listeners to send us in some questions. Um, and we've got a few good few coming in, but we've uh, before the kids went to school, we asked kids to send in questions. Uh, on their way to school and they did loads of questions came in we've only got a couple because uh, we thought qu- kids ask the best questions no better people for getting straight to the point so this is Jack and he has a he has a nanny question hey Leo it's Jack Bartley here um, are you able to hug your nanny and granddad is it safe thank you solid kid question Oh, it's a good question too. <laughs> of, of, of course, no, nothing's a hundred percent safe, but um, but um, a kid hugging their granny is is pretty safe. So, I'd say the short answer is yes, but unless you have unless you have a cold or a cough or a temperature, or you're sick yourself. Excellent. If you've no symptoms, it's okay. That's good news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you may have this may have been asked even on the street by kids, uh, but here is a really obvious one that's coming up very very soon from Ella. Hi, hi, Leo. My name's Ella, and and I wonder if we're allowed to go trick or treating. Bye. Trick or treating, Leo. How will that work? Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's more than a month away, as you know. So um. That's going to depend on how we do uh, over the next couple of weeks. So I'm hoping the answer is going to be yes, but we won't be able to make that call, and the public health doctors won't be able to make that call until until near near the time. So, uh, as you know, the virus is um, growing again. Uh, if it keeps growing at the rate it's growing, um, that's not a good sign for Halloween. But if we if we get on top of it, if we 
wash your hands, keep a distance, wear face coverings in crowded places, get the virus under control, and then I think um, I think it'll be okay. I mean, we we should probably start thinking of an alternative way to get sweets to the kids. Mm. They can still dress up, yeah. you know. So maybe oh, they yeah. might need that. And uh, we have another kid. This, this is, is Chloe. Chloe, yeah. Hi Leo, this is Cloudy Morning. I was just wondering, it was I know it was mean and all that, you got a milkshake thrown over you and all. What flavour was it? And you're better than that me hot Martin fella. <laughs> the, uh, the, the milkshake, um, I don't know, some sort of orange citrusy type thing. Citrus milkshake? Mm. Mm, slightly, slightly stung my eyes. That must have been um, lemon or orange or oh dear. something like that. Not good, not good. Terrible waste of a milkshake though. <laughs> A couple of questions. Um, so the suit got the brunt of it, though. I'm, I'm, I'm grand. <laughs> um, that people have been sending this morning. Uh, an Instagram post yesterday stopped me in my tracks, uh, but in someone who had, had just not received good news in a maternity uh, appointment and they didn't have a partner with them. Is there any hope? Obviously, people go into these things for great news, obviously, as well. It's part and parcel of, of expecting uh, a baby. And is there any way, has it come up, have there been any discussions that partners can, can go with them? Yeah, there's been been a lot of discussion about it actually, because um, uh, um, it's a really tough one. I, I uh, used to used to work in in Palace Street, and um, you know, was, um, did, did the scans on occasion, and uh, you know, most of the time it's it's good news, and sometimes it's bad news, but um, almost always, you know, the expected mum's partner was there, you know, for moral support. Uh, to, you know, to even just to ask ask questions because you can be very stressed when you're getting the scan yourself, and you don't always take in all the information you're giving. So, um, we're hoping to get some guidelines that are a bit more a bit more consistent around who can visit and who can't. Um, but in the end of the day, it is going to be up to the hospitals themselves because there will be different situations in different hospitals. And um, while most pregnant women are very healthy, uh, some of underlying conditions and if you've a large number of visitors coming in there to hospitals, there is a risk that the virus will get into the hospital and then that's a risk to, to the mother. So, you know, health and life has to come first, but um, we, are, we are trying to get some consistent guidelines with the hospitals to facilitate uh, partners to come in for those important appointments as much as is possible because um, it's, it's not, not a time that people want to be alone, you know. We keep hearing about um, this winter is going to be a, a potentially a bumpy ride and that we're heading into a second wave. What advice would you give for people heading into the winter season based on what you're, what you're hearing at the moment? Yeah, well, first of all, I, I think we, I think we may already be well into a second wave. Uh, you know, if you look at our graph or if you look at the graphs around Europe, um, in some countries like France and Spain, they're already recording more cases every day than they did back in the spring. So um, I don't know whether, whether whether we're at the start of a second wave or whether we're well into one. I, I kind of hope we're well into one because that means it might level off and start falling in the next few weeks rather than just going going up and up. Um, but the advice is the same. You know, it, it actually is quite simple. This is a virus that jumps from one person to the next, passes from one, from one person to the next. How do you get it? Uh, we get it because we interact with each other and in order to slow the spread of the virus we have to interact with other people less Um, and I know that's difficult and I know it's going on for months far too long at this stage and people are getting sick of it but um, we don't want to get sick from it either and uh, that means reducing the number of people you're in contact with and where you are in contact with people doing the things that we all need to know that we need to do now uh, 
washing our hands regularly. If you don't remember how many times you washed your hands or sanitized them today, it's because you haven't done it enough. Um, trying to keep that distance of two meters as much as possible. Uh, and then when we're on public transport or in shops or crowded places to wear, wear a face covering. And then just as important as everything else, if you're feeling sick, uh, if you've got a temperature, a new cough, um, lost, lost your taste, lost your sense of tell, sense of taste or smell, uh, any of those symptoms, then you got to stay home and ring your GP and find out whether you need a test. Yes. And if we all did that, actually, the R number would be below one and the virus, actually if 90% of us did that 90% of the time, not even everyone all the time, uh, the virus would be in decline again. But unfortunately, we're not. With your, and your capacity is tarnished now, previous capacity is Taoiseach, but having said that, it's well known that you, know, are, you are a qualified doctor. In your opinion, and from stuff you've heard, if things keep rising, are we looking at the exact same scenario as late March, April, May, or is it is it hard to know what what are what's the worst case scenario here that we're facing into again? Well, the worst case scenario would be would be a second wave of of infections, hospitalizations, and deaths worse than what we experienced in spring. Um, and that's always something we've been worried about. I remember when Simon Harris and I were having conversations with Tony Hillen back in uh, March or April. He'd tell us that when the flu pandemic happened in, 20, in 1918, you know, the last big pandemic like this, it was actually the second wave that was worse than the first. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's going to happen this time because this is a coronavirus pandemic uh, and not a flu pandemic. And we know much more about viruses now than we did 100 years ago. Uh, the most optimistic scenario, and this could happen, is that we could have a second wave of a lot of people getting infected, but not so many people getting sick, not so many deaths, not so many people ending up in hospital. And if you look at what's happening in, in Spain and France that are a couple of weeks ahead of us, they're seeing record numbers of case, cases every day, but um, actually not record numbers of people um, getting sick, ending up in hospital, dying now. That is happening, but at a much lower level than happened in the spring. So that would be the optimistic scenario that um, um, th- that that there is a degree of immunity out there, not much, but some, um, and perhaps. And I know this is not a nice thing to say, but it's possible that some of the people most susceptible to this virus have already died from it. Um, but we just don't know that actually, and we've decided as a as a government we're not willing to take that chance, and that's why we've. Um, brought in much stricter regulations in Dublin than will be the case in other cities around Europe where where the virus is actually at a higher level. Um, we just don't want to take that chance. We'd rather rather let other countries take that chance with their citizens' lives and help them than us. But it, it, listening to what you're saying there, it kind of does play into the idea that was discussed yesterday of under 60s, the economy, young people just contracting it and, and, and as, you, as you say, you're looking ahead to Spain uh, who are a few weeks ahead, can you understand also then when people see numbers, yes, people testing positive, uh, very little or no deaths, uh, and then wondering, can we not just get on with this and why can't I go for a meal? Why can't I see? Like, I'm sure that is one of the biggest challenges that maybe we didn't have earlier on in the year. Yeah, you know, I, I totally understand it and um, I, I keep an open mind on these arguments. You know, Ronan Glynn says that anyone who speaks to you with certainty about the coronavirus is doing so because they're confident, not because they're necessarily right. You, you know, nobody's really an expert on this. It's only around for about a year. So, you know, I never dismiss other opinions. And I always listen to the different ideas. And, 
you know, as minister who's now responsible for business and jobs, I want businesses open and I want people back to work and we need the economy going because if we don't get the economy going again, we won't be able to afford um, healthcare and schools and housing and all the other things we need. Um, but what I also know is that if this virus gets out of control, then a lot of people will get sick. Um, customers will be sick. Employees will be sick. Uh, and businesses will, clo- will close for that reason. So we don't want to get in that scenario either. Uh, and one thing we need to bear in mind about young people, while younger people don't uh, tend not to die from the virus, some do, but very few do, um, we don't yet know what the long-term consequences of it are. Uh, and there is some evidence uh, that the younger people get the virus and they can actually, in some cases, do long-term damage to your heart and lungs. So imagine you're somebody who's, you know, in your twenties or thirties, uh, you're physically active, you have a great social life, and because you get this virus, you end up having a weak heart or weak lungs for the rest of your life. You know, that's not it's not the kind of kind of virus you want to get. You know, from what from what I've seen out and about. Um, it's, uh, there are large large groups of uh, young people sort of behind shops and in places nobody can see them they're gathering because you know when you're fifth and sixth year that's it's kind of your mates is, is your whole world you know people you're you're dating whatever is your whole world you don't want to stay away from all that how do you reach those people and convince them to stay away from each other to stay apart I think it's just just constant um, information and constant encouragement like um you know, I, I I remember what it's like being that age and I was just thinking the other day about my leaving cert year and you had so many big milestones, you know, you had the exams, you had the graduation, the results night, um, you had possibly a J1 going to America for the summer, um, the Debs starting college and Freshers Week, you know, they've lost out all of those milestones, all of those things in the space of a few months and it's really tough for them actually. Uh, so, you know, you know, I, I never like the finger pointing. Mm. I think we just need to keep talking to them and encouraging them and, um, and engaging them. But if you've any bright ideas, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears because it is, it is one thing we're having a difficulty with is, is getting that message across to people. Uh, one thing I would say though, and, um, it is actually better that people are congregating outside than indoors. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe sometimes we see the younger people outside on the green or behind the shops, um, we don't see the people in their 40s and 50s and 60s um, in groups of 6 and 10 and, and 15 in houses um, forgetting all about social distancing because nobody's watching them. Mm. I think we need to bear that in mind too. Just two things very briefly. First of all, any thoughts on a home testing kit that people could then be more aware, quickly, more quickly aware of you know, if they have to self-isolate? Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of um, lot of uh, progress being made on testing. So what we use in Ireland is this gold standard swab test PCR. It's 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 a bit slow and a bit expensive, but it's very sensitive and very specific. But there are now reputable companies that are producing antigen tests where you can use the saliva sample and get a result back within half an hour. Uh, they cost about five or six euros each, uh, so not as accurate, but much easier to use, much quicker, much cheaper. And, you know, I see Germany, UK are starting to use them. I think it's only a matter of time before we do too. And that actually could be very useful, you know, for screening healthcare workers, screening visitors to nursing homes. Um, not 100% won't eliminate the virus, but could help to reduce the risk a lot. Uh, and I think you'll start seeing them being used sooner rather than later. Finally, uh, Leo, with the economy decimated in so many ways, with so many businesses reporting that any digital transition 
that they were planning to have happening much quicker because of COVID. This fund, the, the government fund, Cutting Edge Technology, is this, if, if we understand this correctly, is this to uh, train and reskill workers or how exactly is that money going to be spent? Yes, this is a fund that we set aside um, a year or two ago. Um, um, it's still it's about five hundred million in the fund. Uh, One hundred and forty million has been drawn down, but we're it's the three sixty million which hasn't. So we're opening it up to a call for new applications. And essentially, what has to happen is um, is a number of companies have to come together. Hopefully, a big company and a small company, and partner with the university, and we then give them some co-funding to invest in in a project in in a science innovation technology project that could lead to a new technology that can then be commercialized uh, and create jobs and create profits. So the kind of things we funded in the past would have been uh, a project to make plastic out of plants. So instead of having to import oil and damage the environment to make plastic products um, out of plant-based materials. Um, other ones would be around healthcare research around stem cells. So it's all about encouraging businesses and scientists and universities to come together and invest in these technologies. And uh, hopefully it'll help Ireland to become uh, one of those countries with, with the big inventions and the big ideas. So information up on the Enterprise Ireland website about that now, uh, all the information you need, and we'll take the formal applications in November. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us uh, this morning. Uh, good luck with the work from home calls. No, no. Now you know what everyone else. My, my pleasure. Like. <laughs> Watch hope, out for hopefully, next, hopefully, next, hopefully next time in person. <laughs> Watch out for Avril Levine's coming towards you. <laughs> <laughs> I hear she's um, going to release a new album. So I'm told. Yeah, she's on the back of that whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strange publicity. <laughs> it's inspired her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, thanks very much. Thanks again. All right. Thanks a bit. Take care. See you. Bye.